everybody, and welcome again to the Real Collective Podcast. I'm Brennan McKeegan, and wearing a different shirt than the last podcast is Sean Tasse. Sean, how you doing, buddy? I opened up one button so it would look like a different shirt, but I feel weird doing it with a long sleeve shirt. I feel like I can undo this button with a short sleeve, but not with a long sleeve. I feel like you need a blazer and you need to be outside in the sun to to, to get away with that extra button, you know? Otherwise, it looks like you uh, you're, you didn't finish getting dressed, you know? <laughs> I rarely do. Um, so there's a show that I was watching called uh, Winning Time, and it's got uh, talks about the L.A. Lakers and uh, Jerry Buss, the owner of the L.A. Lakers, uh, now departed. The guy playing him was uh, John. What's the guy from Talladega Nights? John something. Oh, uh, anyways, remember. he wear he he wears his he wears his shirt unbuttoned this much. It is, it is a deep v you can see the difference between how much sun i get yeah i love it this is uh gonna be a very exciting John C. Riley. there it's the yeah that's the, that's the guy he does a great job it's a funny show uh winning time um covers the the rise of the la lakers dynasty a lot of fun noise noise yeah. uh well Speaking of dynasties, today on the Real Collective Podcast, uh, I don't know, that's whatever, it's a segue. Anyway, listen, if you're liking the show, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share us. That would be wonderful. Appreciate that. Hit that little notification bell. Uh, maybe you find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for when you're in the car. Um, we thought we would do something just a little bit uh, a little more low-key, relaxed kind of thing. Uh, maybe a little bit of a neighborhood spotlight. Ooh. And for today's neighborhood... In Ottawa, we're going to talk about an area that's uh, known as Whitehaven. Near and dear to my heart. Near and dear to your heart and your home. Uh, so let's start right off the top for people who don't know. Where Where is Whitehaven? Welcome to Whitehaven, the most racist neighborhood name in the city of Ottawa. Um, yes, it sounds awful. It sounds. <laughs> they should change it. And I don't know why people are so hard up. They're like, you can't change the name of the neighborhood. Well, you know, I feel like they're changing names of sports teams. Who knows? I'll give you a background as to why it's called Whitehaven. It's because uh, a lot of the houses are built with white brick. Uh, and so that was a big uh, a big thing to make the houses look really nice back then. So they decided that by using that white brick, they were going to call the place Whitehaven. Not all the houses are built with white brick. Some of them have that sort of uh, that cake look, you know, where you push two bricks together and the and the the grout yeah. squeezes out uh, through the through the side. Um, some of them have that. Some of them don't. But uh, that's why it's called Whitehaven. It wasn't originally. Maybe it wasn't originally intended to sound racist. Maybe I would hope not. Well, I would hope not. But you never know. <laughs> slight nod. Slight nod. With the way that history is uh, revealing itself uh you just never know that's it that's so it. What, what are the boundaries if you're in ottawa what are the boundaries for whitehaven yeah so normally if i say whitehaven people don't know i'll say close to woodruff high school and if you don't know where that is uh we are we've got on one side woodruff and on the other side is uh the transit way so that's our those are our boundaries uh, uh east and west we are north of the queensway and south of carling uh, immediate neighborhoods beside us on one side is Glebar Park. Uh, that's on the east side. On the north side is uh, Wood Park. On the um, west side 
of the transitway is Queensway Terrace North. And on the south side is Parkway Park. So that's our that's our sort of spot. That's where we're located in terms of in terms of boundaries. The easiest one to say is, uh, you know, on just off Woodruff, north of the highway. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, what's the what are the homes like in there? What's uh, what what are we doing? Is it single family homes? Is it townhomes? Yeah, I don't I don't think that there is a townhouse in there. It's all uh, single family sort of custom built houses, a little bit bigger, uh, built back in the 60s. Um, so really well built houses. Like when we did our house, we tore it all the way down to the studs. And, you know, you can tell that it was built well. That's not true. I think there might be one or two semi detached houses. Uh mm. Maybe if you technically like originally semi-detached or converted over time. So a, 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 there's one or two original semi-detached on the on the right as you first come into the uh, neighborhood, uh, but as you get onto sort of the the streets, they're all sort of single houses. There's a, a few houses that have been infilled, so they would have taken a small little uh, bungalow and put a big sort of um, new development. Roca houses put a couple of houses uh, in there. I, I guess about seven or eight. And then there's probably about four or five uh, custom uh, built houses over the last 10 or so years. But a lot of them are still sort of the original, you know, 3,000, 3,500, you know, 2,800 square foot uh, houses. Uh, a lot, most of them are, are four or more bedroom. Most of them are two car garage. Some of them are one car garage and, uh, you know, good size lots. Uh, typically 50 by 100 maybe a little bit bigger a lot of uh, sort of tree-lined streets as you drive up and down them and a lot of uh, a lot of turnover in terms of the demographics so yeah all right ish so i mean you could have gone anywhere because you were in the quebec side before yes so yeah. why did you what what stood out about that neighborhood um these are great questions i thoroughly enjoyed doing this i didn't know we were gonna do it uh so yeah we 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 moved from quebec we could have bought a place anywhere we weren't necessarily tied to a location we looked also at qualicum um one of the things that um that really did it for us about this neighborhood was the house was the size of the house um we wanted a house with enough room that we could add a, a secondary dwelling unit for uh, my mother-in-law and so we did that and we needed to also have enough room on the main floor and the second floor that hey if we're foregoing a basement then you know where are the kids going to go to hang out watch tv or whatever so we needed a den on the second floor to make sure that we had the space to do it and there weren't a lot of neighborhoods that we were looking at with houses that were sort of that size um yeah, and so that was the that was the main thing. We we definitely wanted to be west of uh, Centertown. We didn't want to be in one of the suburbs, and we wanted to be close enough to you know the action, what's going on. And we can we can bike to Westboro. You know, we we'll get on the on the on the path and and bike down there. A drive to Westboro is like nine or ten minutes. Um, so you know we're 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 close enough to the action, but still far enough away uh, to sort of feel that i mean i i i could have said in answer to the question oh we, we wanted to be around a bunch of young families but i didn't think that there were going to be a bunch of young families i thought there were going to be a lot of people who were um were older uh and i was surprised when we moved in how many 
you know, young families were, were in that neighborhood. So it seems like there's this gentrification happening, but there's not a lot of houses that sell in that neighborhood. I mean, there's probably about 400 houses in total in Whitehaven and maybe, I don't know, anywhere between five and, and you know, seven will sell in any given year. So not a lot of turnover. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like par for the course. I feel like that was kind of my old neighborhood um in Barhaven was kind of like that yeah where you don't you don't get it because the homes are established and so are the people in it and yeah I guess like when you're right in Ottawa too I find there's not a lot of townhomes to begin with uh the townhomes that are let's say in Ottawa proper are usually like condo towns yeah uh, most townhomes I think are like it's a suburb thing right like it's a Canada Barhaven Orleans outer area yeah, you you, you don't south. Yeah, you don't see a lot of townhouses that are built in the '60s, right? Unless well, that's it. It's a it's a relatively new new idea. Um, as far as uh, not being um, as far as like a development goes, right? Yeah. Like a new development, you might you know there was semi detached, and that was. Uh, but you know, there's uh, a lot of neighborhoods that have those around, but um, those are usually the ones without a garage kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I yeah, I I, t I tend to agree, and yeah, I I, I was I was um, I didn't realize coming from Quebec how disconnected that I was from my neighbors and from my neighborhood. A lot part of it would have had to do with the language barrier. I, you know, I'm sure. And, and and part of it sort of felt like we were uh, in a temporary space. But man, in our new neighborhood, we have such great relationships with all of our neighbors um, to the point where like we hang out every week. Like nice. I've, I've got I've got and my kids are friends with other kids in the neighborhood, even though they don't go to school with them. Like it's it's we're we're really, really happy with it. I feel like this is a sales pitch for for Whitehaven. <laughs> well, no, I think it's just we're trying to shed some light on some areas in Ottawa, and if you live in it, there must be a reason for it. So, what's that? What's the what's the biggest reason outside of like just your house that makes you say like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm glad I live in this neighborhood because of." Yeah, I, I really, I really do think it's the people. Uh, you know, I'll give, I'll give you some, some four examples. Uh, my kids are, uh, well, the oldest two are, are seven and uh, three and a half. And last weekend, they went to the park with one of the other neighborhood dads, and they were hanging out there for an hour. And uh, we didn't have to be there, right? We, we, we sort of. It's, I, I really think it's the people. And it's funny. I was talking with someone else. They said, "Oh, what, what's, what's the most important thing for you about your, your, your job in real estate?" I said it's the people, so it's the same thing, right? I'm a I'm a people person. Um, now I'm starting to sound like that Sophie Tucker song, <laughs> right? Purple people are dancing with yeah. the people on the people. Anyways, uh, but that's what it is, you know. Um, and and then and then his his daughter came over and hung out with our kids in the front lawn, and he you know took off and and for an hour. So it was you know just to be able to do that. We had a Canada Day celebration, and the whole neighborhood sort of showed up and some neighbors set off fireworks sort of in their front lawn at the end of this uh, cul-de-sac and a bunch of people from the neighborhood just kind of walked over and it really felt very, uh, very 
strong, very tight knit community. Everybody was hanging out, chatting, you know, and it wasn't like, oh, let's charge for this. Let's let's make it into a big thing. It's just the neighbors doing stuff for the neighbors. I think a lot of that started during COVID. And I think a lot of it is sort of uh, really carried on. I mean, you know, our kids were in our neighbor's house yesterday for an hour. They just like went over there and hung out inside and were playing and you know, being served food and I don't know what they were doing, but I was making dinner, but my kids weren't there, you know, and just yeah. to feel safe. Our neighbor on the other side, you know, we, we go across and she's got a pool and we'll go swimming in her pool, you know, and it's not our pool, but it's our neighbor's pool. And it's just, you know, and, and a couple of weeks ago, we had a bunch of the neighbors over for a barbecue in the backyard, sort of like, uh, not celebratory, but just like it was, it was more than, just like hanging out we we hang out every friday from four until six with a neighborhood crew and everybody's invited it's an open invitation and we've got you know neighbors who will come and do work on you know the deck and just it, it really is a really great community uh that we've that we've moved into you know one of our neighbors has offered to cut the grass you know i don't have time to cut the grass and so sometimes it doesn't look great and the neighbor's like hey do you want me to cut your grass I'm like sure right oh okay yeah i'll cut your grass i'll cut your grass in the front and the back okay well you know what can i do for you in return nothing i like cutting grass here you go i'll cut your grass okay cool right so it's just it really is and and our and our kids uh you know everett had a, a birthday party recently and a bunch of the kids came over and the neighborhood dads were hanging out in the back and it just really feels suburban really yeah really urban, you know and like in a good way huh? yeah yeah like suburban but urban urban suburban urban 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 suburban all right well that sounds like a great place if you want someone else to watch your kids and take care of your house uh go to whitehaven because uh <laughs> sounds like everything's pretty much set for you there uh no it sounds great uh i'm glad that we had a little bit of shed some light on this one uh if you want to know what homes are for sale i know sean has like a market snapshot let's just call our neighborhood snapshot so he can set that up for you so reach out and you can know what homes get listed what they get sold for to get a better idea of the neighborhood uh we'll take a quick break now and then we'll come back and we'll probably uh make stuff up as we go like we usually do here on the real collective podcast we'll be right back this episode of the Real Collective podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best-in-class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients, including first-time buyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back to the second half of the Real Collective podcast, where we're talking about a neighborhood just off the 417 and west of Woodruff called Whitehaven. Don't let the name fool you. It's not racist. Uh, in the first half, 
we spoke about what kind of neighborhood it is and uh, where it is, obviously, and what drew you to the neighborhood. Uh, now let's get into the nitty gritty of it, because I'm sure we need to talk about this. Uh, what are the home prices like? What's the market like in there? Yeah, it's not uh, it's not an easy place to get into. Um, so far this year, I think we've sold three properties sort of in in Whitehaven itself. Um, two of them were much bigger. Uh, so, you know, 3,500 square feet, 3,200 square feet, that sort of size. Uh, and older, needed work to be done on them, had some sort of uh, quirks to them that, you know, you can't, it's not just a move in ready, show a house, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a suburb by a builder that looks beautiful. It's a house that's built in the 60s and could have had some updates here and there along the way, but not doesn't look like a brand new house, right? Uh, what you're paying for is the size of the of the house itself and the location. So those are selling for about 1.2 or 1.25. We did sell a bungalow in there uh, very recently. It was originally price and it it needed everything. It had you know mold in the basement, wasn't in great shape, etc. Originally it was priced for 840. I was surprised to see the selling price and it did finally sell. Now it's maybe one of the hardest uh, locations specifically because it's on the corner of, bless you, the main street and, uh, and, and, and one of the other uh, sort of side streets. So a corner lot is not necessarily preferred. You'd normally want to be a little bit deeper into the neighborhood. So that house uh, was surprised to see itself for as low as it did, considering it was listed at 840. It sold for 655. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so, so a real jump between the list price and the sale price. Um, you know, I, I sort of said to one of the neighbors who lives across the street, one of the guys, I said, like, if I was listing that house, I would have listed it for, I would have changed the list price to a lower price before accepting an offer that low. But, you know, it's, uh, it's not always up to me, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, I, I was surprised by that uh, three bedroom bungalow with a tiny little kitchen. Uh, so that's probably the, the least expensive way to get into that area because, you know, a year or two ago, you know, during, uh, during the pandemic, there was a, a similar size of home, but maybe on a better lot that sold for a million bucks, like a little dumpy old tenant occupied bungalow sold for mm. a million. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it, it is one of the uh, preferred neighborhoods, I think, in the city, specifically for the reason of the size of the houses and how quiet it is. No one really has to be in that neighborhood unless they're going to it. I didn't talk about the schools. I talked about one school, which is um, Woodruff, which is a high school. But there's also a, a school called Edward Bond, which is a French Catholic school and it's one of the the top schools in the city in terms of uh, being French and Catholic if you're not French and Catholic if you're English and Catholic there's Our Lady of Fatima which is just uh, sort of north on Woodruff a little bit uh, there's also Woodruff Public School if you're English and not Catholic and that is um, that's around the corner a lot of the kids in the area go to Woodruff or to DeRoy Kennedy which is right across Woodruff from Whitehaven so a lot of good schools in the neighborhood um, you've also got a really short distance, like one exit away. So maybe two kilometers or, or so to the JCC, the Jewish community center. Uh, they've got a great pool in there. Um, and, and a lot of people will go there. There's also the other thing we love about it is the green space. Uh, I know we talked about pricing, but other good things about the neighborhood. Um, 
you've got this really wide open park and sort of behind Woodruff High School, it's this open green space, bunch of trees, little kind of forests. And there's this really cool forest that's right beside the Queensway. Um, and, and, and you walk inside this, you walk down this walking path and you get inside this like circle of trees and you feel like you're in the middle of the forest, but you can still hear the Queensway going by. So it's a really, a really neat feeling that there's this huge clearing of trees. If you, if you Google map it and you look at the overhead view, it's uh, sort of right south of Rembrandt uh, and, and north of the Queensway and beside the transitway. And there's this, you can see there's this field pocket surrounded by trees in the middle of the city. It's a weird vibe. The other really cool uh, nature spot is Mud Lake. And it takes about, it's about two and a half kilometers away, uh, either running or walking or biking or however you want to get there. But on the paths, you're able to get there on the on the Pinecrest Path Network. And uh, it's a five kilometer loop around a lake. The bridge is out right now, um, but it'll I'm sure that they'll fix it. And it's a great way to sort of walk around nature. And there's ducks and ferrets and all kinds of turtles, birds, bird watching. People are always going with big cameras. Uh, geese, you know, you can go and uh, hold out your hand. and Chickadees will land on your hand, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, just nature in the middle of the city. A lot of fun. When you're uh, talking about green space, what's like for the homes that are in there, because it is urban, uh, what's like the average lot size, like snowball? Yeah, 50, 50 by 100. So there you go. So, so you, you got a decent sized backyard that, you know, yeah. that plays into it, which is, uh, especially yeah. for young growing families, it's really important to have. Uh, they call them uh, pool, pool size lots, right? There's a yeah. A lot of houses in the neighborhood have in-ground pools in them. Uh, some people will take their in-ground pool and fill it in because they don't want it anymore. Um, but, you know, like I said, we don't have an in-ground pool. Our neighbor does. We go and swim there all the time. And she's got a 40-foot a long pool that's 10 feet deep. So it's like it's a good size. And again, yeah. at the overhead, you can see her pool and behind her is a pool. Beside her is a pool. And behind that is a pool. And beside them is a pool. And behind that is a pool. And it's like... How cool would it be to like connect them all with like underground uh, passageways? Yeah, for scuba diving, have like some uh, scuba courses. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just go from like one pool to the next because there's six. How cool slash like, creepy would it be if you're just chilling in your backyard? All of a sudden, some guy in goggles and scuba gear comes up out of your pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very creepy. Oh, new fear unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, like I say, I, I don't, I don't want to get into saying, oh, my neighborhood's the best neighborhood in the city, but. I really like it. I know? mean, you live there for a reason, right? Like, I, I think it's okay to be biased about where you live yeah. if it's doing right by you, right? So for some people, it's... I feel, I, feel like, I feel like it's a bit of a secret neighborhood. Like, you don't really know about it unless unless you know about it, right? And you, you drive in, you look around, you're like, oh my goodness, look at this place. And then once you live there and you start to get a sense of how that community is, it's, it's really like, oh, wow. Like, so if you want to move into Whitehaven, uh, I do have... Uh, uh, a bead on some properties which are not yet for sale, which are coming, you know, down the pipe, uh, reach out to me. I often will, you know, walk around the neighborhood, uh, talk with the other, uh, you know, with, with neighbors and sort of get a, a sense of what's coming down the pipe. We've got a, you know, a house husbands of Whitehaven uh, group chat going on where all the neighborhood dads talk about what's going on and plan trips to the park and who's doing what and stuff like that. So it's a, uh, it's a good, it's a good spot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And you're not just saying that because you live there. 
do you uh do you door knock that area do you go door knocking i've dropped i've dropped a couple letters off when i've got people who are looking for it uh i it's i haven't yet officially done it it's on my to-do list and has been for years um but yeah i mean catch me if you don't catch me knocking on your door you catch me at the park right well that's it right like it's one thing if if they don't know who you are already but if it sounds like it's one of those neighborhoods too where people just kind of know everybody yeah so that's great it's great if you can just be front of mind for that yeah well and it's and like i say it it, it absolutely is on my to-do list because a lot of people might know me but don't maybe don't know me that i'm don't know me as a realtor right so yeah, maybe um, yeah put it on the radar great all right well i hope this uh sheds some light on the white uh <laughs> on the haven of them that's white haven everybody just north of the highway and just a little just west of woodruff uh there you go that's where it is right in there a little bit of a square a rectangle so to speak let's go um let's do it whatever i'm just trying to make it simple so that's uh that's the podcast that's what we're covering today that's what we did if you have a neighborhood that you want us to cover, put it in the comments below. We'll, uh, I'm sure at one point, get to all of them, but we'll see. <laughs> I want to do yours next. I'm excited to hear about uh, your mm. Okay, sounds good. We can do that. We'll cover uh, all of Carlton Place. All of Carlton Place? Why not just like your little zone? Oh, sure. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we can do that too. Um, there you have it, everybody. That's the Real Collective Podcast. Please don't forget. Shout out. Coco's Ice Cream Shop. Uh, Coco's Ice Cream Shop. You can walk to Coco's Ice Cream Shop from our from our from our place. Oh, there you go. All right, this show brought to you by Coco's. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share the channel, hit the notification bell. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify were on there too. Thanks for watching the Real Collective podcast, and until the next one, keep it real. Collective. <laughs> <laughs>